1: plushcare.com slash weight
2: loss.
3: It's mid-June, and I'm at McMillan Pier in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And I'm about to do something very touristy. What are we doing
4: today?
5: We are going whale watching today.
3: Have you ever seen a whale? Never. Never. Have you seen a whale? Uh... <laughs> 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 Yeah, my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. I'm Mitra Kaboli. Welcome to Provincetown. Episode 2. Sassy. There are some things I've noticed since arriving in P-Town. If you see a stroller, it's more than likely that there's a dog inside than a baby. Of the few lesbians I have seen, all are twins. Same hair, same outfit, like, exactly the same. But what has made the biggest impression on me so far is the wind. One of my very first interviews was completely ruined by the wind. I was so distracted by how bad the sound was, and I couldn't even remember what my questions were. Okay, so... Sometimes, when I get home in the evenings, I find the patio furniture on my deck has been rearranged by the afternoon breeze. The shape of Provincetown, the beaches and the dunes are constantly shifting because of the wind, picking up sand and whipping it around. The wind has also shaped Cape Cod Bay. Along with the local currents and tides, it creates the perfect stew, constantly churning up nutrients, bringing them to the surface creating a comfy environment for schools of fish and plankton to thrive and feed. Favorites among whales. So many forces seem to coalesce here in the waters of P-Town. It's the type of place where you might meet a new lifelong friend, or someone you haven't seen in 20 years, or that annoying cokehead friend of your ex's who you forgot existed, just casually walking down Commercial Street, and you think, what the fuck is he doing here? A different set of forces have brought two young people and me together today. They are new to Provincetown, experiencing all of this for the very first time. And today, we're hoping to catch a glimpse of a whale. I've been
6: writing my music, and I finally get the second verse.
3: I'm tired of a yeah. This is Stacey Starr. She's 21, totally irreverent, and loves to put on a show for anyone that's watching, a performer at heart.
6: Check out the caramel Radiation. Y'all don't got that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just a note that Stacey Starr has since changed her name to Vanessa Magics, But with her blessing and for clarity, we will refer to her as Starr. Starr has an intense gaze and a loud laugh. She's almost always wearing pink star-shaped sunglasses, her signature look. The other person with us is Ethan. Ethan is freshly 18 from Defiance, Ohio a small, mostly rural town west of Toledo.
5: Back in my place in Ohio, there's, we have a pond in the front yard, so like, I'm used to seeing like fish in the water and stuff, but like, of course not to that scale.
3: Ethan is unassuming and shy, sometimes hiding behind the short dreads on his head.
5: I heard something crazy, like there's a big like fucking creature at the bottom of the pond. I don't know. Something at the like, bottom of the pond something?
4: in
3: Ohio? And then there's Kristen Becker. She runs a summer work program called Summer of Sass which is the reason why Ethan and Star are here. I want to know about the legendary
0: Defiance Ohio Loch Ness Pond Monster.
3: From the moment I met Kristen, I liked her. She's funny and relaxed, and we had an easy rapport. The name Summer of Sass. Yes. Where did that come from?
0: (laughs) I was like thinking about this program and what do I call it and how much, like being yourself is the most sassy thing you can do right? Like, it's not about being queer. It's about being yourself. Like, that is sassy as fuck. And then Summer of Sass is SOS. So, and that's a fucking distress signal, right? So then Summer of Sass. <laughs> what did you think? Honestly, I had no fucking idea. Really? Is it dumb? It works, though, right?
3: It's so earnest. <laughs> <laughs> Summer of Sass relocates queers who are in oppressive environments to live and work for the summer in Provincetown. This is like a micro-program. It's just Kristen and the kids, Ethan and Starr, although they aren't really kids. Kristen is the only employee. She sources applicants, fundraises, and then gets them set up in town with a place to live and a job. She also makes sure they do fun stuff, like go whale watching.
6: How are you doing? I think I feel seasick. So 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 yeah. uh-uh. yeah. My stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it
3: will be just to see what kind of whale it is. I'm going to guess and say it's probably a fin whale.
5: Scary. What if it, like, jumps up under the boat?
6: My stomach just hurts. Oh. There's a fucking whale close to us? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, You see it. Yeah, I see it. <laughs>
3: The opportunity that Kristen is providing is a lot deeper than summer jobs and fun outings. She wants the program participants to learn confidence and gain self-esteem. In many instances, this is the first time they can feel safe to be themselves.
0: The kids who normally like in their hometowns are like the weirdos or the freaks or you know maybe they present their gender a little differently, or maybe you know they're a little awkward and um, they get here and like literally their freak game is like weak.
3: Kristen has to put in a lot of work to make P-Town accessible to the young adults in her program.
0: We subsidize their travel. We subsidize their rent. They pay rent because responsibility matters. And we just kind of make up the difference between what it costs to live here and what a younger queer could afford.
3: Whatever you're thinking Provincetown rent costs, go ahead and double that. P-Town used to be the type of place that you could just show up with a few hundred bucks and wing it. It was a bohemian town that attracted artists, hippies, and homos. But like many artist havens, that's no longer the case.
0: Like housing has been an ongoing issue. And it's as simple as someone buying a four apartment place and making it their second home. It's just happened at the end of this block. There's a house down there that had four apartments. Boom, boom, boom. And that is like, that's what P-Town used to be. That's where workers lived. And everyone's buying them and making it into one mansion. And then they come for eight weeks and then it sits empty for the rest of the year.
3: And since the pandemic, the cost of a summer rental has doubled in some cases. Kristen was looking for a two-bedroom apartment for the program in the spring.
0: It went from 125 to 25k. So it doubled. The price doubled for a seasonal rental.
3: That's $25,000 for a 4-month rental. Over $6,000 a month for a two-bedroom apartment.
0: And with remote work, the way it is, I don't anticipate it getting any better.
3: But Kristen had the money. She was ready to write a $25,000 check to secure the apartment.
0: The housing market here is so competitive that even when I do get someone to let me rent a house, they're letting me rent a house. And then I have to say, oh, these people you've never met are going to be the ones living here. And like, it's just a lot of like, thank God I'm charming. Like, honestly, like, it's such a game of like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. Like, you're good. You know, It's almost like I'm selling this
3: while also paying out the ass. But even with the 25K in hand, Kristen was still denied. Many landlords are not keen on having young people just out of high school living on their property. Have you sensed any sort of, I'm going to say discrimination, but that's not exactly what I mean. Security? From housing? Oh,
0: 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. What
3: are the excuses?
0: Well, no one's dumb enough to actually, you know what I mean? The, the thing is, the housing market here is so tough that they don't have to give you one. It's just a no. Right. And now I have had someone say more age appropriate. You know, I usually go in with, hey, so they call me Beach Dad and don't worry about it because I'm here to solve all the problems. So if you have any problem, you just come right to me and then I will go talk to the kids and take care of it. And then I will some, sometimes I'll compare them like, well, you know, I know that there are other people who are renting. And, you know, there's a lot of young workers who come here who don't have like kind of a chaperone. They don't have a beach dad. So like maybe you want to consider our kids because I'm here to kind of keep an eye on them. Right. But it's usually, oh, we want to rent to someone more age appropriate, like, you know, a 28 year old from New York who is working remotely. And I'm like, no, that's not who you want because they're going to have red wine and orgies like, it's not, <laughs> you know,
3: the thought of someone like Ethan causing trouble in a summer rental is laughable. He is so low-key. He keeps to himself most of the time and is pretty responsible. He mostly likes to listen to music and plays a Nintendo Switch.
5: I'm in, like, a new state, new city, away from kind of everything
3: I know. It's kind of intimidating. (laughs) In the end, Kristen was able to find Ethan a pretty sweet living situation. He lives in a small cottage on the east end of town.
5: I live by myself, so I had to, you know, fend for myself. If I need anything, I gotta go out on my bike, you know, get it, stuff like that. I always usually had someone to, like, drive me places, and there's none of that. But luckily, everything around here is close by. So I would say I've definitely adjusted now. I have, like, a daily routine I stick to.
3: Ethan is working at a bicycle rental shop in town.
5: I pretty much got the hang of things. I started saving basically as soon as I got my first check. But then I kept, like, I kept, like, using that money for stuff, like, frivolous stuff. I kept taking it out and using it.
3: Although Ethan is making Massachusetts minimum wage, $1350 an hour, this is the most money he's ever made in his life.
5: So far, I have like a decent starter chunk back in Ohio, like the kind of job I had, I don't think I would have been able to like save up that chunk of money at all.
3: <laughs> but this is not Stacy Starr's mentality.
6: I care more about the music than I do the money. Watch this. I think I got it. You ready?
3: Okay. The first time, I tried to do a sit-down interview with Star. When I showed up, she was strapping into what I clocked as brand-new roller skates. Wait, I
6: am okay. <laughs> That's like...
3: Star lives in the Coastal Acres campground, which is all trailers and campers. It's pretty far from Commercial Street, tucked behind a shiny new development. The campground is humid and buggy, and today is particularly hot.
6: Don't mind me. I don't plan on taking the roller skates off today.
3: Okay. Star's attention is scattered. She's either roller skating, cleaning, or eating while I ask her questions in her sweltering trailer.
6: Sorry for the ear raping you're going to hear.
3: Now she's banging on the end of a bottle of hair product, trying to get the dregs out. Can you tell me, like, how you got to P-Town?
6: Uh, the summer of Sass brought me over. How did they, like, find... How did you get hooked up with Kristen? (laughs) Okay, it's gonna sound so weird. I originally thought it was a comedy camp, so...
3: Um, can you describe, like, where you're living for the folks at home?
6: Um, Town, Massachusetts?
3: Yeah, but more specifically... Like, you're living in
6: what? I'm living in this super gay town full of mostly white gay men. Okay, and I'm the only black trans woman and it's just like... It's a nice place. The music is good. The drag queens are evil. Evil towards me for no reason at all.
3: What did they say? What have they done to you?
6: They keep cutting me off in the middle of my songs and talking shit. (laughs)
3: Are you talking about one specific drag queen? I'm
6: talking about the one from that night. You know what I'm talking about. Fucking, I'm still upset about that.
3: Star is referring to her performance at Showgirls, which is a weekly talent show. The host is a mean and increasingly drunk drag queen. She talked over Star's entire set while Star was singing and dancing to a Billie Eilish song. Honestly, brutal to watch. Despite that, Star persevered through her set. And won over the crowd, anyways. What are you doing to become a better performer? Like, like, how are you working on that? Right
6: now, practicing, going to showgirls, street performing. I do whatever it takes to um for the music. <laughs> Stuck in her daydreams, been this way since eighteen, but let her face seems.
3: Star making it as a performer is imperative because she already lost the job that Kristen lined up for her for the summer. Summer of Sass subsidizes the rent, but her and Ethan still have to pay something. And I'm a little concerned that Star hasn't learned how to manage her money.
6: People have saved up with music for haven't they? They've saved up and supported themselves in the music, so I want to do that but I need to buy some new equipment I need to buy some new shit so yeah, a lot of my funds will go towards my music, it'll go towards my basic everyday needs but at the same time, I care more about the music than I do the money and honestly, I can make enough money for me to get by and still just do the basic things, fun things
3: in life So far, stars had a couple pretty successful days on the street singing covers with her ukulele And she's placed in the top four of the weekly talent show once, which has a small cash prize.
6: Like, today I'm going out to get some weed money because I'm running low. (laughs) I can just do that. (laughs) I can just get the money. I got up enough to pay it off the next two weeks. That's why I'm chilling right now. And I'm, like, not stressed about it. Money comes and goes. Money comes and goes. It goes so fast. The music's forever. I'd feel miserable working some 9 to 5 because it's not for me.
3: I mean, same. I also hate to work every day. I know it's possible to make a living off art, but it takes extreme devotion and a lot of hard work. And it doesn't hurt if you already have money. And I'm just not sure if Star has any of those things.
6: To be honest, I can support myself off of music. With all the people that come by and throw the tips out and how many people get buttfucked drunk, I'm going to have plenty of money this summer.
3: Kristen, who runs the program, is fine with letting Star figure out her own way of making it work.
0: I'm like, do whatever you want. Like, I am not here to tell you you have to go get this job or do this. Or like, I'm here to take you where you are and help you get where you're going. And if Stacy Starr is, I'm a street performer and that's how I'm going to make my money, then go get it. Like, I don't care as long as you pay the rent at the end of the week.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: But I live in P-Town now. Round of applause
4: for P-Town.
0: What do we got? We got P-Town. We got Key West. We got San Francisco. Notice. Because all the homos from the middle of the country, we just run
4: like hell (laughs) until we run out of land. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we stay, fucking... Boil up
0: and increase the property value, this is what we
3: do. Although Kristen founded Summer of Sass, she is first and foremost a comedian. She's been doing stand-up for 21 years. You
0: guys have been great. My name is Kristen Becker. Thank you
3: so much for coming out. I have been a performer
0: before I was anything else, and I came here to perform. When I came here, I was crazy.
3: Kristen arrived on the shores of P-Town in the summer of 2014 on the heels of a devastating breakup.
0: It was like a fucking bone snapping. Like I can kind of remember the last trauma that like that was it. Right. And then gone through a lot of shit and landed here and worked the summer and just didn't want to leave. And so then I was here licking my wounds, driving a cab, doing some shows, drinking a lot.
3: Kristen has been here ever since and settled into a really charming life. One, I low key envy. Her life seems so enjoyable to me. Over the course of the summer, sometimes she would just randomly call me and ask if I just wanted to drive around. Or her and her girlfriend would have me over. We'd smoke weed, and they'd cook me dinner.
0: I feel like we all end up here because we all want to enjoy our days.
3: That's something she wants to make available to a new generation of young people. After the 2016 election, Kristen felt compelled to do something.
0: There was this real... This real just like sense of obligation to like speak up for people who were unable to speak for themselves, right?
3: She was doing a comedy tour in the South. And one of the stops was Shreveport, Louisiana, which is where Kristen and her family moved when she was nine.
0: It was like right around my 20th high school reunion.
3: And she saw an article in the paper about this kid who needed to graduate early because he was getting bullied for being gay.
0: And there was something about it being 20 years later and this kid kind of having my story too. And I was like, "Well, the fuck? How is it the same story 20 years later, right? And then it was like, oh, I'm going to bring him here because he's going to thrive if you do, right? Like it was just like, all right, I guess it's just time to get kids out of there because things are not changing. And I underestimated what the mental health benefits would be. I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun summer. And then I saw kids radically transformed and I saw the relief on them.
3: Summer of Sass officially launched in 2017, and Kristen has been piecing the program together, mostly by herself, ever since. All of the participants share a similar story of not being accepted at home. That's why Ethan is here.
5: My parents are very, very religious people, and they do not, like, accept me, like, at all.
3: Ethan came out to his parents a few years ago, and for weeks after, he was subject to all manner of religious rituals.
5: And then I remember, um, we, like, argued about it, and the next two weeks, I'm gonna say, were just, just every morning, I remember my dad calls us out of his room to go into their room to do, like, Bible study and prayer, and I remember, like, my mom has this, well, both of my parents have this thing where they think they can, like, pray quote-unquote demons out of people or whatever so like they do this thing I'm not saying it's just them but they they they, like anoint your forehead with like oil to shape it like a cross and like they put like their hand on your head and they like pray over you and like oh god I swear they like shake you and I hate it but anyway so they would do that she would force me to watch these like sermons about like how bad like homosexuality is and stuff like that and it was like that like for weeks and then over time.
3: You you did like a yeah. Bible study every day? <laughs>
5: Pretty much, yeah. Like they make me read like certain scriptures and like
3: How did that make you feel?
5: I remember telling my brother I felt so just so embarrassed. Like that's probably a weird way to describe it, but I just felt so embarrassed about myself and just so ashamed like I wanted to hide my face and probably just like climb in a hole somewhere and never come out like I tried to avoid the topic as much as I could after that
0: yeah I just felt really ashamed (laughs) if you've never seen something like p-town you have no concept of what your life can be what It literally changes their entire perspective, and it's so simple. And it contributes to the community, and it makes Provincetown accessible to a younger generation before it just shrivels up and fucking dies.
3: The population of young people in Provincetown has been on a steady decline since the 2000s. They had to close the high school in 2013 because there weren't enough students. And that's why Kristen feels it's important to bring young people here. And depending on who they are, they might need different levels of attention or have different needs. But so far, Kristen feels like Ethan and Star have a good handle on things, so she can kick into beach dad mode. If they ever need anything, they know they can ask me.
0: And sometimes I see them, sometimes I don't. It's, it's like if I was an RA at college, truthfully. It's like someone who you can kind of go to if you have questions, but for the most part you're on your own. And, you know, I just pick up the rent and <laughs> try to guide them and hang out every now and again and make sure they do some fun stuff, you know, and make sure I get eyes on whoever they're dating usually <laughs> you know like beach dad stuff
3: what are your, um, hopes and dreams for this summer like what do you want to get out of this summer
0: like i really i'm focused on comedy right now and the program and like the kids i'm very lucky right now star was star had a rough landing star came in hot right like a like a star <laughs> Right? Like, entered the atmosphere and just like hit the earth here, and just like, and we were all like, whoa, stars here. But I think stars really figured out uh, what she's doing for the summer, and Ethan is killing it, truthfully. Like, honestly, he's really, of all the kids I've had, he's one of the top that is just like kind of focused and responsible. And so they're good right now. What I want out of my summer
5: as cliche as this sounds I think I really just want like I want to just know that like I've grown by the end of the summer like I want to look back on this and wherever I go after this I want to just like I want to know that like I'm just like a more mature person if that makes sense because like I just want to be like the best version of myself as possible I've definitely learned a lot here so far
3: but Star on the other hand is just concerned with roller skating down to Commercial Street.
6: After we finish, I got to skate on that road to Provincetown, and that's gonna be a hard ass thing to fucking do.
3: Coming up next time on Welcome to Provincetown, we check in with performer Kaya Cristal. I've actually never had acrylics before.
0: No, I'm saving them for my wedding day. Most people wait to have sex. I
3: wait to put on acrylics. Why not?
2: Open up the portal to divine intervention.
3: And then we go underground.
2: How did this happen to be in my yard? (laughs) I mean, this is a gift from the universe.
3: If you want to learn more about Summer of Sass, check out summerofsass.org. Welcome to Provincetown was created by Roomtone and Rococo Punch. It's produced by me, Mitra Caboli, and Emily Foreman, in association with Stitcher. Story editing by Gianna Palmer at Witness Docs. Charlotte Livingston is our production assistant. Bart Tochi helped with fact-checking. Editorial advising on this episode from Tyler Morse, Audrey Quinn, and Cassie Wagler. Our executive producers are Jessica Albert and John Parati at Rococo Punch, and Ben Riskin and Bianca Grimshaw at Roomtone. Neil Stanley is the executive producer of Witness Docs. Special thanks to Sylveon Consulting for their feedback on this podcast. And to Owen Nichols from the Center for Coastal Studies, our wind consultant. If you want to see pics from our summer in P-Town, follow us on Instagram at Rococo Punch. Thanks for listening.
5: Would you introduce yourself and your, and your dog, please? Uh,
4: my first name is Stephanie, and my dog's name is Cricket.
5: Uh, and, and tell us about Cricket.
4: Uh, Cricket is our baby. Uh, we've had her since she was 11 weeks. She just turned 10, and uh, she just wants to be with us, and we want to be with her.
5: Um, and can you, Does Cricket mostly walked? Is Cricket, like, how does Cricket get transported around town?
4: Uh, it's a mix. She walks for about a quarter of a mile. She walks, like, a 50-minute mile.
5: It's <laughs> kind of same.
4: Yeah. Uh, and then it's Stroller City all the way. <laughs>
5: have you thought about decorating the stroller?
4: No. Only with beer cans when we leave Aqua Bar.
5: That's really cute. Like in yeah. like a trail, like... Yes.
4: It's actually Aqua Bar is her favorite spot in all of P Town. Why? I don't know. So she took us there at seven this morning and we had to bring her up just to show her that the gates were closed. That's so sad. Yeah.
3: How long have you guys been coming to P Town?
4: Oh, we've been together for twenty two years, so, That's so sad. Since then, yeah, for sure.
5: What like draws you to Provincetown?
4: Uh, you can be as gay as fuck.
2: <laughs> we see the dog in the <laughs> stroller.
4: That's right. That's right.